Blog Talk Radio. This is George Gamond, and welcome to my podcast. I, I guess this is called a podcast, isn't it? I'm back. I'm starting to do these again. I'm trying to do them about the same time, uh, at least two or three days a week. Today's Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, whenever. Okay, I might even do them every day because I'm on a theme. I'm on a roll. And the role I'm on is relationships. Now, why relationships? Uh, because... As a geek medium, whatever I do with clients, I would say over the thousands and thousands of people that I've talked to over the years, relationships is the number one thing that people are concerned about. Money second, other things are second or third or family issues, but it's usually about love. It's relationships. You know, I hear the questions like, does he love me? Does he care about me? Does she care about me? What is she thinking about me? All that sort of thing. So we'll, we'll get into all that. But I'm going to lay some groundwork about relationships. I've read a lot about it, watched videos on it, been to classes on it, studied it in school. So this show is not about when things are going to happen. Will I ever meet somebody? Yeah, you will. We're not going to get into when. We're not. This is not a prediction show. This is a show about how to make relationships and understand the nature of relationships and how to make them work. Okay, simple. Not very simple. Okay? No, it's not that simple. It's actually much more complicated. One of my clients' friends' clients called me recently. What about my, my boyfriend? You know, and it was the basic comment was, you guys have to compromise. Work on the good stuff. Stop de-emphasizing the negative. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to let my spirit guys talk to you about that. I always kind of turn it over to them. My spirit teachers, the last part of the show, give them a few minutes to discuss the topics. So I thought I would start this discussion about relationships, about the studying of, about the stage, excuse me, the stages of a relationship. I keep bumping the mic. I apologize for that the stages of a relationship. And I take some of this information from a lady anthropologist who studied humans and their brains and how we work and how we function and the chemicals that we release when we get to certain stages of a relationship. And I remember seeing Helen Fisher is her name, so you can look her up, Helen Fisher. You can Google it. But three stages, lust, which is kind of a cool thing. You know, we think lust, no, not lust. Yes, lust. Attraction and attachment. Well, let's talk a little bit about lust and a little of the chemicals that go with it. Now, I'm not always kind of great on pronouncing some of these chemicals, but, you know, when you meet somebody, see, this is the key ingredient. When you meet somebody for the first time, now, I'm not sure you can do this online. I've never met anybody online. Well, I guess you could, but where there's lust, there's a chemistry, there's a connection. You know, biologically, it's all chemistry. You know, you think, well, it's a thinking process, and but your your preferences release when you see somebody that lives up to your preferences and what you're interested in, or the chemical physical attraction to somebody. 
you give off certain chemicals. Men give off testosterone. Ooh. And, and lust is all about procreation, sexual. It's about mating with somebody. Now, we're, we're biologically, evolutionary, still very primitive in our desires. We want to mate with somebody. I don't care what age you are. You may be past the prime, but you still see somebody, and it gives off that chemi- chemistry, testosterone, estrogen for women. It, it just it, you feel it. You you feel that energy that comes off of this chemical connection to somebody. Okay. Now you think about well, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's true. And you can't fight it. Now are all relationships based on that? No. You meet somebody at work and your friends and da 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 da. But you don't have the sexual thing. Uh, Helen Fisher in one of her uh, workshops. And that I watched, and I think it was on TED Talks, talked about teaching, having graduate students, and they were in Venice, Italy, and they were, you know, on a boat. And sometimes you can build that chemistry by spending time with somebody, and you can connect through doing something. Now, some people say that if you do something that sparks that energy, like, for example, let's say you go mountain climbing and you help that other people person reach the peak that can spark that those chemistry that those in those testosterone or estrogen to to create the lust because you've been put into an environment where you're there connecting with each other now so in her experiment one of her graduate students was in Italy and she was attracted to he was attracted to another graduate student so he thought I'll take her on a gondola it'll be romantic she'll connect with me and those those chemistry that chemistry will flow and we're gonna you know it's gonna be great right took her on the gondola got off the gondola the first thing she said wow that gondola driver is just so handsome and just so this kind of deflated the person but so it's that chemistry I don't know if we're going to get past the chemistry thing today, but we'll, we'll see. Well, let me give you all three. And the next one is attraction. Attraction is a little bit different. It becomes, it turns that lust turns into a romantic place where you end up being in a romantic relationship. And there's the chemistries that go with that. And then eventually you flip into attachment. And that's more about oxytocin. That's more about the chemistry of two people becoming really good friends. In one of the other writings, the attraction is more of the romantic part that you go to three to six months where you have this really romantic relationship. And then you flip into, if you get there, you may not get there. Not all relationships get there, if you understand that. And you get into the attachment where you become partners. Uh, I like the word partners over attachment. But so you, you get to that stage and you usually know that stage somewhere six to nine months in there where you become best friends, really good friends. Okay. So that's the stages. But now I got about seven and a half minutes left of the show. And what I wanted to do was let my spirit guides talk about this a little bit more. And I'm going to do more shows on this. I'm going to get into more of the depth of those three. And if you have any questions for my spirit guides on this particular subject of relationships, and there's a lot of other things we can talk about relationships. So if you have questions on relationships, not about when, but this is more of about how and why. 
And yeah, there's a lot of factors involved in the how and why part, but we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get in more of the depths of that in future shows. But so let me, but I, I really like to refer to my spirit teachers on this because they, of course, a lot of them have lived on planet Earth. A lot of them have been through the same things, and a lot of them have inspired people to write on it. So I'm going to turn the rest of the show over, a good part of the show over to them, and we'll go from there. For the next show, I don't know where we're going. Maybe 102 or maybe more 101A. I don't know. Okay. So let me let me go under, let them talk to you. <sighs> You know, it was so simple for humans. When you first started off in in your evolutionary process, it was much more it was more simple. You you had these urges, these desires you created, and it's all all life forms have it. The procreation, the the sexual urge. It, if you didn't have the sexual urge, you wouldn't procreate. So those who had the sexual urge procreated. And they passed on that energy, that those genes to the next generation. Those who never had that urge to procreate, okay, they didn't pass it on. They didn't pass on that gene. Now, we're not going to get into homosexuality and any of that in this discussion, but we want to emphasize that you pass this energy on. You continue to pass these genes on from generation to generation. But at the beginning, it was rather simple. It was about survival. You came together to survive, to procreate that you could have children so that children could help you in the survival mode. Okay? Very simple. So you started off with this very simple need to children helping you to survive, to do the things that you needed to do. The role playing was very simple. Some role-playing was a hunter or gatherer or preparer of meals and doing other little things that you needed to have done. So life was very simple in the beginning, and you can see that. You can watch movies on that or whatever you're going to watch. You know that when you started off through the evolutionary process, it was a very simple process of procreation, survival, taking care of each other so that you could survive, and then later on, it developed over the generations. So now you've become a complex society. Now you know a lot. You read a lot. You have greater expectations from each other. But it, it still falls back on a very simple process. Two people need each other to get by. That coupling of people is so very important in your society because you balance each other, you assist each other, you your strengths and weaknesses, your strengths, you apply your strengths to a relationship, the other person applies their strengths to a relationship, you know your roles, you understand your roles. Now, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's, let's get into this roles that each one, your society has developed roles. Your society has developed what your role should be for masculine and feminine, for the male, the female. But male and female is not necessarily attached to a gender. A woman, a woman can be very masculine in her energy. A man can be very feminine. So those roles get really mixed up. So you have to decide what roles. 
you, you can't let society dictate the roles that you have in a relationship. You have to bring in your strengths and your partner brings in their strengths and you understand each person's strengths. Now, I know we were talking about lust, but, you know, that's but we we've jumped ahead a little bit because when you get into a relationship when you get into that friendship thing when you get past the love or the lust and you get past the the romantic aspects of it you end up being in an attachment an attachment means two people have come together as friends as lovers as partners and we like the word partners there to live together to develop a develop a working system and working orga, organism organism for the two people and the family so you have to decide bring your best and who you are into a relationship and knowing what your strengths are now if you have expectations of a person's going to fulfill a certain role and, and that role is not complementary to who you are, okay? Look, for example, I'll give you a quick example on this, and, and, and you can kind of play with it. Let's say masculine man and a masculine woman come into a relationship. There's a conflict on the roles. Who's going to take on the feminine aspects of the relationship? doesn't have to be the male or female, but who's going to take on the feminine aspects of the relationship? Neither of you. You're both going to be dominant in the masculine area of a relationship, so there's going to be a conflict. So when you come into a relationship, now we're going to run out of time in a moment, but we want to just emphasize that. So it's understanding what your strengths are, what your preferences are when you come into a relationship, and deciding on the kind of person that you want in the relationship. Now we go back to lust. Those opposites are actually are attracted. The masculine is attracted to the female automatically. Well, now it doesn't necessarily, the feminine, not the female, but the feminine. Because the female can be the feminine, the masculine can be the male or masculine. The male can be the masculine. We're, 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 we're trying to rush through this and we're presenting things too quickly, but the roles can reverse themselves and there's no fixed law on the roles that each person has to play. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about relationships when we have more time to discuss this in detail of how to make a relationship work from, from a spirit perspective, from our experience. Thank you for listening. Bye now. <laughs> 